0: Sometimes having a coach or a mentor means that you get to bypass the waiting line of learning and it makes your sales process so much easier and faster, but there is a downside and you need to know what it is. Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. And the truth is, your success in closing sales depends on your skills, your abilities, and finding the right training. And the great news is you have come to the right place here at the How to Sell Show with your hosts, Dale Bell and Scott Silvenbell. And be sure to join the party at howtosell.live and download your copy of The 10 Common Mistakes Salespeople Make. Aloha from Sacramento, California today. Today is a fantastic day. I'm coming to you live from the how to sell show studios. And this question comes up more than you would imagine in groups in person and live trainings. And the question is, should you get a coach? And I'm going to give you a couple of different versions of the answer. And it's really going to depend upon where you're coming from and what's going on in your life. And if you feel like you were stuck. And you're struggling, a coach may or may not be the right solution for you. If you feel like you're on top and you want to go further, a coach may or may not be the right person for you. So the the answer is it varies. And I will see some people join coaching programs to hobnob, to take pictures, to say they got to hang out with the guru. But you know, at the end of the day, they don't plan on doing anything with what they learn. They don't plan on pushing their boundaries, they don't plan on taking action. So Here's the thing. If this is you and you're like, ah, you know, I really want to join this coaching program or this mastermind group or, you know, brain trust, whatever it is, and, and get a coach, like realistically, you got to figure out the reason why you want to do it and what's the outcome that you want. Now, I got this friend and he's an exceptional business man. He's an exceptional business owner. And if you want to get through his gatekeeper, you have to say, what's the outcome you want to have from this meeting. What's the outcome you want from this meeting? And if you can't answer that question, you don't get the meeting. And I'm going to say, when you look at getting a coach or a mentor, and maybe even joining a, a, a coaching program or a mastermind, you should be asking the same question. What is the ultimate outcome that you could get? And I was also taught that if, if you're going to buy something and you're going to look at it as a tool or leverage, you should get a certain amount of times past the investment. So let's say I spend $10 on something. Is it possible for me to get 10 times the value? Is it possible for me to make 100 bucks on it? So let's scale up the number. If you spend $1,000 on a coach, is it possible for you to get $10,000 of value? Whatever the number is that you have in your head isn't going to be what I'm using. I'm just giving you a placeholder. I'm giving you a point of reference. Now, with that being said, sometimes this math does not does not, and I want to say this very clearly, does not work out. And that really comes down to if you're stuck. You know, you may have to pay a coach or a mentor to get unstuck. And that may be what the leverage is. That may be the total outcome. So uh, there is no magic answer here. There's no magic number that I can give you. But what I can share with you is what is the ultimate outcome that you want? Is it that you want to be better at sales? Is it that you want to get back on track? Is it that you want to multiply your sales? is it your leverage that you get to take a picture with said guru or talk to them on the phone and be happy about it. So, there is a ability for you to learn faster. That that that's my my idea of if I go to see a coach or if I get a mentor is I want to condense time. Tony Robbins says I want to turn decades into days, preferably hours. You take a look and there is a spectrum of people out there. There's an entire spectrum of of different types of coaches, mentors, and sales trainers. And it goes all the way from great to the opposite side of horrible. And for whatever reason, there are a lot of sales trainers out there that are spy movie villains. And on paper, they're just as psychopathic. Now, uh, typically, and I'm not going to say this is for everybody, but typically, there's some crazy wild story. Just some crazy wild story. Now, for some people, it's a for some people it it's a good story, and for some people, it's it's a smokescreen of what's to come. Now, uh, I don't necessarily want to name names, and I'm not going to go there. I want to give a warning about right here, and there is sometimes where I work with salespeople, and they have an excuse in their head, and they this excuse says. I will do anything possible to close the sale, to make the money, to get the commission. And I I want to throw up a couple of flags. That thought and that belief could be and can be seductive. But what happens is if you treat your clients poorly, and if all you do is look at people like a paycheck, there is a repercussion. There is a problem. There is a interest on people acting and thinking like that. And it never ends up good because what happens is the line of ethics ends up getting moved too far. And it's really easy for some salespeople to look and say like, I did this one time and I didn't get caught. And I did this another time and I didn't get caught. and I'm not ever going to get caught. And that's, that's where it becomes dangerous. Like just make a commitment to yourself that from here on out, you're going to do the right thing for your clients. And even if it's tough on you, you're gonna do the things that are right. When you take a look at the way that people do coaching, some people charge a ton. You know, there is the belief out there that I'm good. I've taken all the time, the energy, and the effort, and I'm gonna do everything possible to recoup what I've done. If I'm gonna say that for every ten dollars that I spend I gotta make a hundred, well, the opposite of that is for every ten dollars that I spend or ten hours that I spent, I gotta get paid for what I know. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with getting paid for what you know. So some coaches charge a ton. They, they just do. They charge a ton. And it's all relative to how much you make. So if you're making six figures a year, you know, 10% of your income, $10,000 to get a coach may be a lot. Conversely, if you're making a million dollars a year and you join a coaching program and pay twenty five dollars or $30,000 for it, it may not be that big of a deal because of the difference in disposable income. Some people don't charge at all. And that doesn't mean that they're bad at what they do. Sometimes people just say, like, I want to give back. I want to give back. So for you, you're going to have to take a look and say, which direction do I want to go? Do I want to go with the person who charges? Is there somebody out there who's not going to charge me? And I will tell you that I've seen and gotten bad advice from both ends of the spectrum. I've gotten good advice from both ends of the spectrum. So I can't say, like, here's your perfect answer. Here's the one way for you to do it. I'm just laying out the roadmap and I'm giving you both sides of the coin. So here's what you do. Let's say you go and you want to hire a coach. Well, the first thing you should do is you should be asking questions. Tell me about your process. Tell me about what you do. And I've had people when I've gone to go get coaching or mentoring, they're like, oh, that's private. And I really don't want to tell you. You're just going to have to trust in the process. And that's, I'm, I'm sometimes, I'm not all the time, but sometimes I'm a skeptical person and that is whole just trust in the process thing doesn't always hold water for me because I've been burned a couple of times. Now I've also had it work out, but the times that I've been burned has been greater than the times that it worked out. So I would say, just hey, be careful about the people who don't want to outline what they're going to do. I mean, I, I have a tough time buying something and not knowing what I get. it's a surprise. It's a surprise. Like that's, that's the bad frame. That's the one that I, I wouldn't do just me personally. So what you do is you ask your questions, you know, you should probably come up with seven or 10, what's included, you know, how, how much access, when do we have set times under what circumstances will you cancel? Under what circumstances can I reschedule? Like, these are all things that you really need to ask and you really need to know. And you should be talking about outcomes. Now, somebody really can't guarantee outcomes. I've had people tell me like, hey, Scott, I want to do coaching with you, but you're going to have to guarantee that I'm going to be able to I don't know, close 75%. And there's no way for me to make a claim like that. I, I could say with certainty for most salespeople, and I'm going to say most, I'm not going to say all, for most salespeople, I can help them increase what they do. And the reason I don't say all is because not everybody takes effort. And the reason I don't say all is everybody's at a different skill level. I don't know what you're going to do with what you teach. What, what is, I'm sorry, what's taught to you once you go out in the field. And there's been times where I've coached business owners and salespeople and I've done ride-alongs, I've gone incognito, I've done embed work, and I've I've gone and watched them sell and they don't do what's been taught. And then we get done with the call. I'm like, why didn't you do this? I was just uncomfortable. Well, this is the reason why, like some people, there's not a real way to to guarantee what's going on. When you take a look at it, sometimes you make an investment and you get nothing. You get nothing. So like there is risk in everything you do. There's no... There's no such thing as a risk-proof castle. There is no such thing as a risk-proof castle. And I want you to really think about that. You can spend all your time, effort and energy and looking for the perfect solution. And sometimes you just got to realize that things won't work out. Now I do a ton of studying and a ton of work in copywriting. And it's quite interesting. Copywriting is the written version of sales and people in copywriting get so caught up in like, I got to have a perfect record. And I got to make sure that my copywriting is perfect and that it closes every single time. Well, the offer owners or the business owners know that it's a sales presentation. And, you know, one of the beauty things that you and I know coming from the world of sales is not every presentation closes deals. So we have a leg up on some different industries. And it's funny because a lot of copywriters will come to the world of sales and be like, I want to learn about sales. And then they, they realize like not every deal closes, the same thing is true for your coaching. Not every coaching program is going to do things for you. There's been coaching programs that I've paid a couple thousand dollars for, and I've gotten a lot of upside leverage. There's been one or two programs that I've paid, you know, five, five digits for. And I, have I looked at it and go like the coaching that I paid for, for a couple thousand was just as good, if not better. And so you can't get too caught up in being bitter. It's like, Sometimes you buy something and it works and sometimes you don't. And if you've done all the work up front, and asked all the questions and looked at what you were going to get for the outcome, you know, you got to look at it as like, okay, I had an opportunity. I took it. I went with it. It either worked for me and it didn't work for me. I'm, I'm just going to move on. I'm going to find the next path. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to make it happen. So you can't, it is not, it is not possible to prepare for all downsides, downsides and still take action. You just can't do it. Here's what you do, though. You look for the wins and the changes that you've made over time. Where were you and where are you going? Where were you and where are you going? Those are the, those are the things that you got to take a look at. So you plot this information on a course. You may put it in an Excel file. You may draw a picture. You may put it up on a whiteboard. You may put it in your CRM, but you plot your course. I will share with you that you do want to watch out for outrageous claims outrageous claims, insane claims. I could take you from a 20% closing rate to a 75% closing rate. Can it happen? Absolutely. Is it going to take a lot of work? You better believe it. So, you know, people will have this false idea or this notion that like, you know what, it's, it's just going to be instant work. And it's going to be instant gratification. I'm going to use this word track. I'm going to use this concept. I'm going to use this idea and it's going to close deals. Now the thing is, is that word track, that concept or idea is a tactic and when you combine a whole bunch of tactics, then you have a strategy. Now, I'm giving you a rough translation of it. And one of the, the, the people who said this the best was Chet Holmes. A lot of respect for Chet Holmes. And he used to say that the strategist will slaughter the tactician every time. And what happens is people go to coaching and they look at mentoring and they look like for this one silver bullet. One silver bullet. And you, you just, it can't happen. It won't win. It won't win out that way. Look for salespeople who've used the process or the training or the coaching or the mentoring consistently and what happened from it. So here's what happens to salespeople is they get bored in presentations. They get bored just about the time that they're going to get really good. Just at the top of the mountain, at the top of the peak, they're like, you know what? It's like the old shoots and ladder game that kids play. They get all the way to the top and they're like, you know, I just, I, I'm bored with my presentation. I want to change everything up. I'm not going to do it this way anymore. I'm not going to, I want to find something new. So they go out, they find a coach or a mentor and they change up their entire process and they backslide and they go from like a 50% closing rate to a 30% closing rate. And then they go into panic mode and then they start discounting and then they shorten the sales presentation. And it's just this thing over and over and over again. This is why you have to know what you want from a coach or a mentor. And here's the thing. If I could share one thing with you that is very low dollar, but very high reward is to keep a journal. And the reason I say this is you could go back and you could look at a path. You could look at what you've done and you can have the ability to recreate. Now, the easiest people for me to work with are the people who can say like, here's everything that I've gone through and here's what it is. I have it in writing. I've been keeping good track and we could say, okay, like tell me about the time where you really started struggling and try, try to put correlation. Like I tried this new line in this sales call and it netted me to have an objection I've never had before. You can have the ability to go back, but see, here's the thing. This takes time, effort, and energy, and most salespeople aren't willing to do it. And this is where your perfect opportunity is because if you're willing to do what nobody else is willing to do, it's going to allow you to, to have the skills, the capabilities, the talents to, to close deals that other people can't. So should you get a, a coach or a mentor? Yeah, absolutely. Under the right circumstances. But you have to define what those circumstances are. You have to ask the tough questions. I wouldn't just go get a, a coach or a mentor on, on, on like just a whim. I want a coach or a mentor. It'd really take a couple hours to think through what's going on, but not so much time that you're stuck in, in diagnosis mode. Like, what do I do? Which action do I take? And, and how do I do this? It's like, it's going to be a gamble anyway, even with you doing the right amount of research. So look at like two or three people. If you could find them in your industry, ask the right questions and if it fits, go for it. And if it doesn't, keep looking. So there you go. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.